Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're the average of your best five friends. So whoever you keep around you is pretty much who you're going to become. So if you hang around with five successful people, you'll become successful. If you hang around with five people that do drugs, you're probably going to do drugs. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and we're keeping the conversation going with buyer's agent and train driver, Daniel Walsh. In our last chat with him, we discovered how he began his property investing journey at 16 years old. In this episode, we'll reveal the nuts and bolts of his strategy and how the people you surround yourself with will impact your own success. Many property investors are aware of the challenge of saving for that first deposit. For Walsh, beginning his property journey at such a young age also made it difficult. What actually held me back was after I bought my second property, uh, going into my third one and having to go into state, that held me back because I had to then learn how to build a team around me to be able to buy interstate properties. So that was probably the one thing that held me back from progressing my property investing portfolio quicker. Um, and at the start, I mean, the only thing holding me back, it took me four years to be able to save for the first deposit. I mean, coming from you know a 16-year-old kid out of school, I obviously had no money behind me, so I had to be able to save that initial deposit. And in the early days, I always say to people, like, with me, my early days were a struggle, you know. Getting one to two properties took me years, and it was, you know, it took me four years just to get the first deposit to be able to build my first house. So to be able to sign mortgage documents and that, it's 18. So for me... I, I mean, I did my first one at 19, so I had just scraped over that barrel and pretty much um, to be able to sign a contract. But yeah, for me, it was sort of, I knew that I wouldn't be able to buy anything before 18 anyway, because I just didn't have the money. Even though I wanted to, there was just, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I, I, I had to really educate myself and it, it was good to take that four years of educating myself before doing it. So while his friends were out buying cars, he was thinking 10 steps ahead. It was one of those moments for me where I had to, I went and bought a house and I had money sitting there, you know, it was 35 grand. Back then, I know a lot of people, uh, friends and stuff like that at that age were buying brand new cars. So they were going out and, I was, I, you know, financing a new car or buying a new car and I was going out and buying a house. So for me, it was almost a bit of a struggle within myself, you know, like I wished at that time I could go out and buy a brand new car and drive a new car, but um, I didn't. You know, I sort of turned around and said, okay, I've got a decade to be able to achieve my goals. Um, you know, I'm going to have to do this now and sacrifice buying the luxuries so that one day, you know, I can achieve that wealth to be able to go buy the luxuries and not have to worry about the money side of it. 
Now, he's able to help his less experienced friends with their own property investing journeys. Talk about property so much today. I think they have to be interested in it. I try to keep my friends in a smaller group. You know, I don't want to have heaps and heaps of friends because for me, I just don't have the time to be able to message everyone and talk to everyone. So for me, I just have a small uh, friend group and I think that that's the best way to do it, you know, to keep close touch with those, those people. And um, and yeah, they, they pretty much were on board with it. I had a, actually one of the guys has got three properties, which is one of my best mates and I've helped him buy the last two properties. So yeah, a lot of them have been on board with it. They may have taken a few more years later and a lot of them, you know, turn around and say, geez, I wish I had done this earlier, you know, when you did it. But I mean, it's better, better now than never, you know, they're still young. So His own goals for the future are to be able to do what he enjoys. Ideally, when I started all this, it was like, hey, I want to be so wealthy that I don't have to do anything. I can go on holidays all the time. But it's sort of not my DNA. You know, my DNA and my makeup is really work hard. You know, I just keep working and working and working. So for me, it wouldn't be more so about going to, you know, going to work and doing things I don't like doing anymore. It'd be more so doing things that I actually enjoy rather, you know, helping people invest and stuff like that. So that's sort of where I want to take things. I think that also, like, when you build wealth, uh, what happens is your priorities change from having to make money to really buying back time. So instead of being, uh, you know, chasing the dollar, you're now buying back your time, and the time is probably more valuable than the dollar. In terms of mindset, Walsh maintains a consistent attitude towards property investing which has helped him to remain focused on his goals. My mindset's always probably been the same. Um, I've, I've been very focused in my goals. I write my goals down. I have plans you know, for 10 years of what I want to do and I update them each year and I, I don't think anything's really changed. It's just stay focused and consistent and I think you know, you're going to have setbacks throughout property investing. Property investing is extremely hard and a lot of people they can't get through the process of property investing long term. They go through it for a year or two and they give it away. So for me, it was being consistent and focused. So writing those down and the goals down, it sort of held me accountable to what I had to achieve. So for me, it was sort of, uh, it hasn't, nothing's really changed. It's just more being, you know, being able to be focused and stay focused. Being able to reflect on his business plans for the future has allowed him to see things more clearly. My life's so busy, so sometimes it gets a little bit hard for me to reflect on what I've done, what I've achieved, and what I sort of want to do next. So for me, it was sort of uh, one of those things that I wanted to get away, you know, no technology, and just to sort of sit down and write down my goals and write, you know, write down new goals for what I want to achieve. Because each year those goals change. So for me, it was sort of uh, my business. So I want to start <clears throat> helping other people invest and sort of build their portfolios up. So for me, it was just going away, reflecting on what I've achieved and then sort of delving into what I really want to do and and having a clear sort of vision on what I'm going to do in the next five to 10 years. I'm not sure if I'll leave train driving altogether. Um, I might even do part-time or casual and just drive trains when I want to drive trains. Uh, but being able to have, you know, the decision to be able to say, hey, now I get to have a choice of, do I want to do this part-time or casual or do I just want to give it up is sort of was my whole goal at the start. So for me, um, if I will do my buyer's agents probably full-time and I want to build that business up, 
to the point where I have, you know, a few employees helping me out. But I really, I don't know yet. I, I don't know whether I would give up trains or not. I actually enjoy the job. So for me, it's sort of one of those things at the moment. I think I'll do a bit of both and I'll do that for as long as I can. But yeah, once I build up that business a little bit more, um, I probably naturally will just start to go into that and put more time into my buyer's agency. Discussing mentors who have aided him with his property investing dilemmas, Walsh connected with many people in order to glean information that he could apply to his own strategy. Over the years, I had obviously connected with people uh, that were like-minded, that were property investors themselves. Some of them had one property, some of them had 30 properties, you know, so I think you can learn from anyone. So it's not one of those things where you've got to seek out somebody that's got $5 million or got $3 million. It's, it's talking to everyone that's in your field and what you want to do and sort of taking little bits from everyone and being able to put that into your own strategy and and work out, you know, what you want to keep of that information and what, what you don't want to keep of that information. So for me, I did have people like Chris Gray and Margaret Lomas where I religiously watched them on TV. I reached out to them and sent them some messages and sort of connected with those two as well to be able to answer some of my questions and clarify some of those questions that I had back, you know, four or five years ago. So for me, it's just connect with everybody and make sure that, you know, you do you as well. You, you've got to do your own style, your own strategy, but sort of learn from others as you go. And the, well, these days, like when you look at it these days, um, we have social medias, we have LinkedIn, we have YouTube. We, it's, there's no reason why you can't connect with someone. And we're not 15, 20 years ago where you only knew your own neighbourhood. Now you can connect with anyone in the world. And I think there's not enough people that, that are doing that. And the people that are doing that are the ones that are going to become successful. The most inspiring advice Walsh has received throughout his journey is to generate passive wealth and to become successful through associating with successful people. So one of them was sort of, it's, I've actually got it all over my business now, it's, it's called make money while you sleep and it's one of those things, you want to be able to make money while you sleep and not have to go to work and put your time into you to make money. So you want to free up your own time and make money while you sleep which is why I started property investing. So that's probably one of the things that I got taught at an early age and uh, really helped me out. So that was one thing. The other thing is you're the average of your best five friends. So whoever you keep around you is pretty much who you're going to become. So if you hang around with five successful people, you'll become successful. If you hang around with five people that do drugs, you're probably going to do drugs. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Walsh's property investing strategy. But at the moment, it's about holding as large an asset base as I can for a couple of cycles. How he built a successful portfolio. I think where people overlook is, you know, doing the research on the area as a whole and the council. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Western Australia is tipped to be the next property hotspot. If you're looking to invest and build in WA, take advantage of the affordable land market and record build times with Plunkett Homes. Visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash build to find out why they are WA's most established home builder. With over 150 years of experience, 
Plunkett Homes helps you develop turnkey homes across WA. To get your fixed price demolition or site works and to maximize profits and minimize time, visit propertyinveststory.com forward slash build. And now back to the show. Becoming involved in property investing from a young age, Walsh's strategy of being able to buy and hold is still an effective one. A lot of my strategies buy and hold, I, I'm quite young, so being 26 years old, I've realized that building a larger asset base and, and you know accessing compounding interest over the next 20 to 30 years, I mean, I couldn't flip properties and be able to make as much money as I could by just buying and holding that asset. So for me, it was you know, mine's about buying and holding. I mean, in the future, my I might change and sell a couple down just to create more cash flow. But at the moment, it's about holding as large an asset base as I can for a couple of cycles. And those couple of cycles with rent rises and that, I probably won't have to sell down any of my portfolio. Being able to ask the right questions when researching a potential area to investing is something that Walsh uses to his advantage in his property investing strategy. Over the last six or seven years, I've sort of uh, gained more knowledge of what I'm looking for in a property and what I'm looking for mostly in an area. So I think where people overlook is, you know, doing the research on the area as a whole and the council, is this council progressive? You know, is the population growth in that area going to be strong? Uh, Infrastructure, is it coming to the area? You know, what sort of resources are in that area? What sort of jobs are coming to that area? So for me, I do the same thing every time. I research an area and I go through the same steps every single time to identify what that next you know, up-and-coming hotspot's going to be before people even start talking about it, before people even see it happen. I want to be able to figure out why it's going to happen. And I think that's really been the key to sort of uh, growing my portfolio, being able to get into markets before other people, being able to get into them without competition, and um and and just being able to do the correct research so i'd say to everyone you've got to go through the same process every single time and research the area and the council and make sure that it's a really progressive council and you know your your population grows really high and all of the fundamentals is what sort of drives a market you know it's all about supply and demand when sourcing properties he advises against connecting with real estate agents it depends on what i'm doing at the time but if I wanted to obviously seek out somebody uh, or if I wanted to know a bit more about the area, I wouldn't go to a sales agent because they're trying to sell me something. I'd go to the property management side because they know about the area, but they're not trying to sell you anything. So I would actually interview, you know, half a dozen uh, property managers and get, and I'd go through the same thing, you know, a, a select a lot of questions that I ask them and just to find out about the area and find out about, you know, the local side of it because, you can do as much research as you want, but you've got to get on the ground and know, you know, the local side of that sort of market. When considering buying interstate, Walsh has an effective method for ensuring that it's the right property to buy in that area when he's not familiar with the area himself. Yeah, I don't go in there very often. Um, for me, it's I, I fly over once I identify an area. I want to drive around it. I want to know the best part, pockets of that area. Um, and I, I don't, I don't tend to fly in and out as much because once I've done the research and I've done everything, I know what I'm doing. Uh, I build a team around that area, so then I have people that do everything for me. So for me, it's uh, I don't have to go look at the property because I have professionals looking at that property, um, and they're looking at it if it's structurally sound. They're looking at what it's going to rent for. Is it in the right location? You know, for people to rent it, and 
So they they look at all of that for me. Um, you know, no matter what, you can identify an area, but you're not a local. You, you haven't been there for 20 years. You do not know that market, even if you drive around it every single day for the next week. You still don't know that market as well as somebody that lives there and has lived there for a decade. So I sort those people out, and they're the people that are on my team, and they're the people that help me buy in those areas. To build teams that he could rely on requires skill and Walsh shares how he did it. That came from generally my mentors. Like over the time, a lot of these uh, people that had already built portfolios of 30 to 50 properties, they'd already had these sort of things in place. So for me, it was learning from them and being able to implement that myself over the years to be able to do the same. I think, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. It's already going, you know, jump on it. So I sort of seeked out people that already were successful. And then learn from them. When you're looking to get into property investing, it's very hard to find information and really know how to do it, especially interstate. Not many people know how to go interstate, you know. So seeking out somebody that knows and has done it before definitely limits uh, your risk. Whereas if you go in there by yourself, I mean, you're spending three, four, five hundred thousand dollars in a market, and you don't want to, you know. You don't want to mess that up. So go to somebody that knows what they're doing, learn from them, and and they'll teach you how to do that. Walsh says that having sufficient time to study his intended markets before he began was an essential part of implementing his strategy. From the very first purchase that I did, I'd already studied a year and a half. I had a year and a half break from buying in New South Wales, and I spent all my time into studying interstate uh, markets and also studying how to build a team around me and and building that team around me before I even bought in these uh, areas. So yeah, it took me, you know, over that sort of couple of years, I've sort of refined those skills to be able to build them a lot quicker and, uh, and sort of, you know, know what I'm doing when I go into a new market. And once you've done the correct research, it's just all about building your team around it. In choosing the best members of his interstate teams, he looks for those who will take the time to communicate with him and actively search for potential properties in his absence. A lot of the time, like, I, I mean, I even get property managers to go look at areas and everything for me. Um, I, a lot of the time when you seek out a property manager, you know, you, you know straight away from the feel of talking to that property manager, are they willing to help you or, or, or they, they don't have enough time? So for me, I seek out the ones that have the time that will talk to me for an hour on the phone, that will uh, go out and look at properties for me. They're the ones that I want to seek because they're the ones that will look after my property better. They've given time back to their client and they know that if they keep me happy, they're going to keep other people happy as well. So I might refer uh, when somebody else uh, wants to buy a house in Queensland, I'll refer them on to my property managers. So if you, you know, if you're a property manager and you don't have, and you, you just don't have the time to do that, well, then you're going to lose a lot more referrals in the future. So I think a lot of property managers realize that and uh, they take the time out to be able to educate us. As Walsh mentioned earlier, writing down his goals has been a key contributor to attaining success in property investing as it reminds him of his motives in bad times. Writing everything down and sort of writing my goals. So holding myself accountable to everything is, you know, if you don't write it down, you won't hold yourself accountable because you'll forget over the next six months what you were trying to achieve. So I write down yearly goals that I have to achieve and two-year goals. So for me, just staying laser-focused and writing those goals down would probably 
one of my biggest habits to be able to create the success that I have. Especially when, when you're going through those hard times, probably investing is one of those things, you're gonna get multiple setbacks. It's never gonna run easy. You're gonna get banks that tell you, no, you're not gonna be able to you know, borrow more. You're not gonna be able to find a house sometimes that you wanna find or you're gonna lose that house. So when you go through those struggles, it's really, it's key to be able to read over just why you're doing it. You know, you've got to have a why. So if you know why you're doing it, well, then you, you stay strong through those struggles and you end up overcoming them. He also shares some valuable books which he would recommend to those on their own path to creating wealth via property investing. Probably the first book that I read or one of the first was Rich Dad Poor Dad. So I, I know a lot of people have heard about it but if you haven't, go out and get that book and it will literally change your mindset on money and change your mindset on debt, what's bad debt, what's good debt, how to carry debt. Um, so that was probably one of my... Uh, go-to books. Uh, another one would be Chris Bray's book. He's pretty much delves on the same sort of thing. And uh, so I like his book and also any of Margaret Lamas's books. Sometimes you just wish you had done things differently. So if Walsh met himself 10 years ago, what would he say? I'd say to him, just work harder and, and, and sort of buy when you can. You know, I, I probably made the mistake back then of taking that year and a half break where I could have been buying more, um, you know, but it's, it's one of those things you can't sort of look back. You've got to just sort of keep looking forward into, you know, what's coming next because if you're always looking back, you can't go forward. Yeah, definitely. That's really good advice and um, I mean, when you look back at it, that would be 16, 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. Back then, I was probably playing video games or something. <laughs> While shares what he's most excited for in his property investing journey. I think just sort of building that wealth now to the cash flow side of it, sort of building up enough cash flow to be able to sustain uh, my lifestyle is probably what I'm really excited about. So then I can go out and do the things that I really like every day, which is helping other people. So uh, that's probably what I'm trying to do. And then also just helping other people. So helping other people invest and build their portfolios and sort of educate them on finance and all that sort of thing sort of if you do that uh for me it's like giving back to what i you know i remember when i was younger i was trying to you know i got told no a lot of the time you know i would be reaching out to these people and a lot of these people just wouldn't give me the time of day so having somebody that will actually educate you and answer your questions via email or messenger or facebook messenger or something like that it really i know it helped me a lot when anybody just wrote back to me and said hey this is what i've done and then they get to implement themselves. So for me, it's just giving back to those people that are really trying to learn. If you'd like more information on how Walsh can help you through his buyer's agency or would like to connect with him, you can do so through... My buyer's agency is Your Property or Wealth. So you can either email me at uh, admin at ypyw.com.au or you can just type it in and uh, you'll find me on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn or YouTube. So, yeah, go to any of those platforms and type it in, you'll find me. Thank you to Daniel Walsh, our guest on the episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar Daniel Walsh and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies, that I only send exclusively via email, you can text me your email address to 0499 88 10 40 to subscribe. 
These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.